0: It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we wanna shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Um, we we talked last week about uh, fall, Christmas. I caved. And- you did,
1: didn't you? <laughs> I knew you would. No, you didn't. I could tell by the way <laughs> you were talking last week that you were going to put that Christmas tree up. <laughs> I did. And I, I wasn't thinking.
0: I wasn't planning on it. But Saturday, we didn't really have anything to do. Pace started watching The Grinch. And I was like, I'm doing it. You know what? <laughs> Next weekend, I'm busy. And then I really don't want to put it up
1: the weekend of Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to do it today. So, uh, yeah, we did. Oh my goodness. We did it. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes, yeah, happy this Thanksgiving is the week. week. Of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So of course we're recording a week ahead, but uh-huh. um, we're hoping everybody has a great week. But I wanted to ask you a couple of things about Thanksgiving. A this or that edition. Okay. Addition, okay? Let's do it. All right. Do you like turkey or ham?
0: Okay. So before COVID, I was ham. The honey baked ham. Oh, that's my favorite. And then now I'm I'm all about the honey baked turkey. <laughs> the turkey <laughs> okay, you get from there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm a ham girl. I don't really yeah. like turkey. I mean, I, their turkey I'll eat it, is but... so good too. Yeah, yeah. All right, parade or football? Football. Cook or clean? Cook. <laughs> what are you there? Cook or clean? Uh, neither. I just want to <laughs> come for the food. <laughs> I'm
0: just showing up and eating. <laughs> yeah. Stuffing or dressing? Dressing. My mom's is the best. We don't even do stuffing. I don't, we don't do I don't, stuffing. What's the difference? Uh, stuffing is just that cornbready, y, like stovetop stuff. Okay. And then dressings, the whole everything in your we do kitchen. Dressing. Yeah. Yeah. My mom makes the best dressing. So my mom used to make the best. But oh, Mom's yeah. is good. So yeah.
1: Dressing. Black Friday or Cyber Monday?
0: Ooh, I'm. Now I'm probably more Cyber Monday, but it used to be Black Friday. I know. A good combination of both because I've done both.
1: Cornbread or rolls? Rolls. Me
0: too. Unless it's sweet cornbread, and I'm a sucker for sweet cornbread. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Casual or dressy? Casual. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be in something tight or... When I'm eating all yeah, that you gotta food, I've got
1: to have some room. <laughs> all right, watch movies or play games. I know Come on, Taffa. <laughs> what, what would you say? Play games. Play games, yep. yes. If we get together as a family, we're playing games. <laughs> yes. Set the table or clear the table? Set the table. Yeah, me too, I think. Yeah, Pecan pie or chocolate pie? You
0: probably know this too because I don't like nuts. So chocolate pie.
1: <laughs> you know, I did not like an... Pecan, pecan. That's gonna be another one of those words, but I, I say pecan. I say pecan. Um yeah. Maddie started making a recipe a few years ago that is so good. Really? Yeah, she does so good on it. So I, I love it don't to like eat nuts. And
0: I don't do a lot of the sweet potato pies I don't or either. the egg pies or I'm just not into it. all that either. Yeah, I
1: like just the basic. I am like stuff.
0: pie like it's chocolate pie or apple pie or yeah. you know. Something yeah. simple like that.
1: I don't know. Pecan pie is pretty good.
0: <laughs> maybe I could eat around the nuts if she yeah. makes it. I'll be like, Just you'll have to try it. This eat year. around the nuts. Yeah.
1: Well, this week we are talking about thankfulness, but we're kind of taking a different take on it. Maybe like I'm thankful for this, but I'm not thankful for that. So I want to give you guys a few quotes. Henry Ward Beecher said, The unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but the thankful heart will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. Alfonso Carr said, Some people are always grumbling because roses have thorns. I am thankful that thorns have roses. I mm, love flip that. that yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You just flip that. it around. Yep. Frank A. Clark said, if a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. So true. And finally, mm-hmm. a quote from our good old friend, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> she said, if you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. So true. Yeah, and these are all great things that each one of these have said in regards to thankfulness. Some more phil- philosophical than others, but there's a nugget of truth and inspiration in each quote but of course, this is a Bible study, so as we do, we want—we don't want to just take the words of some famous person. We want to look at God's word, but before we look at what he has to say, I want you to think of five important things in your life, the things that you are most thankful for, and it shouldn't be hard, right? I'm sure you could spout off more than five things in 0.5 seconds, yeah. but Ashley, <laughs> what would be some of your things that you are most thankful for? Okay. So like the first things that come to my head are salvation,
0: my family, mm-hmm. um, friends, my church.
1: I think that's oh, awesome. good I mean, ones. yeah, those, those are, are like, like the, the top, top
0: ones that come to my head. Top like, ones. And the my list that, would be
1: yeah, probably similar. exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Very, very similar. Um, but we're going to we're going to hold on to those things that are most important. And then we're going to get into some other things later throughout this episode.
0: Yeah, so we're going to begin today by reading 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 28 to finish out our study of 1 Thessalonians. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Mm,
1: that's a good one. Ooh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying's. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I know that was a lot of scripture, yeah. but it was all it was all very good. Very yeah, it's good. Scripture. All those one
1: liners, yes, you know, that Paul gives.
0: That's right, that we quote a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the scripture, there's an attitude of thankfulness. Recognize those that labor with you, lift them up. Be at peace with one another. Warn those who are unruly or falling to sin. Comfort and uphold those who are weak and be patient with all. Ooh, that's tough. (laughs) Pursue what's good for you and others. Then rejoice always, praying without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. So what word sticks out to you in that verse of Scripture in regards to what we should be thankful for? Everything. 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 You really mean everything?
1: <laughs> do you think you really
0: mean everything? That? <laughs> it's kind of like we were teaching our Wednesday night class. I think it was the pray without ceasing. And we're like, do you, I mean, is it that you just walk around constantly? Oh, I'm thankful for the ground. I walk around. Yeah, for just constantly praying, but, but no, always it's always a, a mind
1: yeah, of being in constant prayer. Yeah. So that's the same thing. And everything yeah. that we encounter always have a mind Of thankfulness, thankfulness, being Mm. thankful even for those things that are hard to be thankful for. So that's kind of what we want to go into. So I want you to think back to your most valued treasures that we talked about before, those things that you are most thankful for. And then I want you to think of those things that maybe are in your life right now that you absolutely despise those things that you dread those things that you're praying that some way somehow they are going to be removed for your life and listen don't be holier than thou because we've all got them Mm -hmm. you know a situation a health crisis a job a boss you know maybe for you there's something going on at your church or maybe you're praying something like god i'm thankful you know i'm thankful for all of my many blessings i'm thankful for this but I'm not thankful for that. And we've all had those things. And I can think of a couple of things in my own life right now. Um, So when you look at those two lists, how is that list of unthankfulness affecting your relationship to those things that you are most thankful for? Because I've recognized just over in the last couple of weeks, Ashley knows that I've had a couple of things that I've been dealing with personally that I w- I was not very thankful for, but it was spilling over into those things that I was most thankful yeah. for, and it was affecting those relationships with those things that I love more than anything, and mm-hmm. they were beginning to suffer. And one thing that I've learned as a Christian and as a pastor's wife is that before we can teach and encourage someone else, sometimes we have to walk through. Some of those yeah. things, and Ashley and I, as we were planning on what we were going to be talking about, she came to me the other day about talking about contentment and all those things. And I said, Ashley, don't make <laughs> me study that. Adult, <laughs> I said, God is already working on my heart in this. I am; He's humbled <laughs> me, and I really, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to think about that yeah. right now. And yet, that is exactly what God brought to mind that we needed to dive into. Um, And because of my attitude, I, you know, those, those things that were frustrating me began to rub off and my husband, my children, you know, they were facing the consequences of that because I had, I had lost an attitude of thankfulness and because I did, I was tearing down what meant most to me. And sometimes we allow it to just consume us, you know, that one thing. Right. Yeah, and it takes over. So sometimes we can have an attitude of unthankfulness, but then, you know, that's also tied to an attitude of discontentment. Mm, So what are those things that have subtly crept in and brought discontentment to you? Because another thing that I've recognized is that sometimes those things that bring us discontentment are brought on by ourselves. You know, I've talked a lot about an overextended schedule, you know, through football season. That was kind of a new thing that we put into our schedule, but we didn't take anything off. And so because of all that, it it kind of became frustrating. Yeah. And so then we became discontent. And some of those things were really good. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't that they, it was all bad. They were all really good things. But just because my schedule was overwhelmed, I began to feel discontent. Yeah. Um, something I was not thankful for, and once again, because of my attitude, those things that bring and would bring me the most joy started becoming burdens. It wasn't that I couldn't manage both. It was just that I didn't want to do some of those things that were on my plate. And so resentfulness then creeps in because of our discontentment. So Ashley, yeah. have you found ever found yourself in that situation?
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, even though this is an episode that we want to do on thankfulness, I think it's also good to talk about discontentment, because I think a lot of times we need to turn our discontentment into thankfulness. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I talked to you yesterday about this, that God has really been laying on my heart, social media for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I've started thinking about social media, um, and how it can tie into our discontentment. And I think sometimes a lot of us aren't even aware that it's happening. Like it can just creep in. So I've wrote down some things and I've got a lot. (laughs) So I'm just trying to, we, Tabitha and I always want to clue in and hone in on what God wants us to talk about. And so that's something different maybe for our podcast is that we may have an idea and then God's just like, but I want you to talk about this. Yeah. Or I want you to speak on this. And so I have a lot of things jotted down here, but I'm just going to kind of, share my heart with you guys and what God has been revealing to me over the last few days. Honestly, it's probably been longer than that, but really over the last few days. So I got some of this stuff from helpguide.org, but it showed that several studies have been found that there is a strong link between social media use and an increased risk for depression, Mm. anxiety, loneliness, Mm. self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. So, I have some ways down here that I kind of jotted out how social media can promote negative experiences. So, number one, inadequacy about your life or appearance.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Has that ever happened to you? Like, you're on social media and you don't, maybe you don't even know it, but somehow you're feeling inadequate. How?
1: Yes, I have an example of that because I started following a girl. That I can think of in particularly that she's Christian. She's beautiful. She has a beautiful home, and her content is positive and uplifting, and all of those things. So, in and of itself, there was nothing wrong with what she was sharing at all. So, I'm not throwing shade on that. I just recognized that as I was watching some of the content that she was sharing, whether it was a new outfit or maybe it was you know her home decor and things yeah. like that even her workout routines and things like that that are all very good but yeah. as i was watching it mm-hmm. i started becoming very discontent with with what, you had. With what i had yeah, yeah my own house my own clothes yeah. um my lack of exercise yeah <laughs> i mean it, none no. of that is her fault no. at all No, but it's like the more that i started watching it and sometimes it can you know push us into doing better for ourselves and right. wanting to exercise. But in that particular case, I was watching her content and I was just, it was. It made you feel less. Yes. And it was
0: actually harmful yeah, to you.
1: Yeah, I, I became discontent with my house. And yeah. then I was thinking, well, then I need this new outfit and I want to go buy this. Mm-hmm. And so it was just all of that accumulated together. Her house was immaculate. Her home decor was stunning. And the more I watched her. No matter the intent behind what she was showing, I became yeah. discontent. And I've done the same thing, you know, with some other, like, clothing influencers yeah. and stuff, you know, that I, goodness, I want the $200 coat, and I want the $150 shoes. And you shoes. don't know
0: it's that until you click on it. I and know. you're like,
1: then you, you're discontent with, I can't afford that. Yeah. Then How it's a we, whole new mm-hmm. set of discontentment that's there. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't do that, or I wish I could do that. And anyways, it was all... You know, I can't put it on like, oh my goodness, she should not be sharing that on her social media. It wasn't anything like that. It was all positive. It was all encouraging. It was all within my heart. And so I had to recognize that is having, unintentionally, that's having a negative effect on on me. me. And so I Mm -hmm. had to unfollow her.
0: So it's not always, and that's what I want y'all to pay attention to, it's not always... Bad content. It's not right. always, oh, I'm following this person because all they do is showing themselves going out and partying and drinking and they have foul language. And right. it's not always those things. It can be these things that
1: people are. A good showing Christian her, person yeah. that's just showing some things. Or that's that showing really good her
0: at. Bible study and how good she is at her Bible study. And she's got all these notes in her Bible and all these things highlighted and you're going, I'm not that far along. Why am I not there? Why am I I'm not as good of a Christian as they are. Or or I got up
1: this morning I to got, have this picture perfect Bible study yeah. and my kid woke up sick, Yeah, you know, and he's right here next to me. Mm-hmm. And so rather than my candle lit and my coffee yeah. and my Bible study, I got in a verse maybe. So it's and not, it's,
0: it's not always what's bad. It's not all, the devil yeah. doesn't always come at us with horns and a pitchfork. Like it can look
1: pretty and nice mm-hmm. and so we kind of have to keep that in mind. Well, and we talked about that one time before when we talked about sin, about how the devil doesn't come at us with just blatant sin. Yeah. Because if he did, then we would we would know that. Like, We would oh, know. That's but he bad. comes at us with things that look innocent, and yeah. which usually are innocent, yeah. but turn into something, something else. else that leads us astray that way.
0: That's right. And it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. So another negative experience social media can promote is FOMO. Oh, yeah. Fear of missing out. Right. You know, you think others are having more fun than you mm-hmm. or they're living a more abundant life. And you're always like, if you don't check it right away, oh, I'm missing something. I'm well, missing what somebody, what's going on an in somebody's Instagram life. influencer. Or, it yeah. could be
1: just your friends or your yep. family that maybe somebody got together and then they post something and then you're like, well, I wonder why I wasn't invited. You yeah, know, why was I not there? Or right.
0: I'm not doing anything fun. Like, I see the people who are posting going on vacations all the time. Uh, and I'm like, man, did how do they, they get to break. go I on that so many much. vacations, <laughs> you know? So there you go. Another leads mm-hmm. in more discontentment. And then you have depression and anxiety. So, you know, I was looking at this, and humans need face-to-face contact and it actually right. reduces stress and boosts your moods. There's a lot of studies about that, how face-to-face conduct reduces stress. I mean you just have to think getting with somebody and being able to talk about things and right. fitting and actually seeing emotions and feeling love and there's just so much with that and the depression anxiety that social media can actually cause. It's some stuff we just don't think about. Mm-hmm. I think about the ugliness of Christians on social media. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to only be doing things that are edifying to God, right. but yet, how many times do you see a Christian post something that's controversial? Mm-hmm. And why are they posting it? What's the intent behind the post? Yeah. you know, um, what's their motivation? What's you know, what are you posting? What are what is your comment? What is the reason you're commenting on mm-hmm. somebody's post? What's your motivation behind it? Um, a lot of times, there's a sinful motive behind what you're doing. The Bible actually, you know, commands Christians to avoid stirring up controversy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read Titus 3, 1 through 2. It says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Mm -hmm. So you know, reading further and it goes into Titus 3.10, you know, Paul will encourage Titus here to warn people who stir up division. And if necessary, he tells him to avoid them mm-hmm. because they're sinful. Right. So we're supposed to be examples to a lost and dying world.
1: Yeah. And that's just a, a reminder once again, that, you know, through social media, of course, we can find discontentment and thankfulness, but then it can lead to things that are much more harmful to our lives. And that kind of leads us back into, you know, just the the thankfulness part, you mm-hmm. know, and going back to uh, being thankful for what you have and yeah. not looking at being discontent just because you're seeing other people post things and share things that maybe you don't have. Or, you know,
0: only Christ can fulfill our hearts, you know, with right. purpose and identity and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like he's the only one that can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have to take a step back and say, What is social media for me? Can social media be used for good? Right, yeah. Yeah, it can. But it's like with anything else. Mm -hmm. How is it affecting you? Mm -hmm. Is it causing you to be anxious and depressed? Why are you reaching for it? Why are you looking at it? Mm -hmm. And in times of boredom, you know, what if we instead of oh, I'm just gonna pick up my phone for a few seconds, Mm -hmm. what if we had a good healthy podcast we were listening to that, Hey, let me, let me go back and listen to some more of that or find another episode or a sermon sermon on sermon audio or anything else that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to provide us good content and that we can grow from. Let's pick up our Bible. Let's just read a few Mm -hmm. verses while we're sitting here. You know, let's pick up this Bible study. Always have maybe a book, just Mm -hmm. instead of reaching for your phone for social media, feed yourself instead with something beneficial, right? Go make cookies with your kids, mm-hmm. sit down on the floor and play with them. If you have that few minutes of time, you know, instead of always gravitating toward your phone. Mm-hmm. And for some, you may be able to just move the apps to the back of your phone. Mm-hmm. So maybe when you pick your phone up and they're not on that first page of your screen and you kind of start swiping and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking at that. Right. You know, I'm, I'm taking a fast from. Them, I'm taking a break. I'm going to go and do this instead. But for some, you don't have that control. You don't have that self-control. So maybe a complete removal of those apps from your phone. And the only way you can get to them Mm -hmm. is by going on your iPad, going on your computer, Mm -hmm. and going to the web address for whatever you're looking up. Go into that page. Well, and
1: I I remember a book that I read, and I think it was Lisa Turkhurst, I'll Start Again Monday, and she talked about um, same concept, but from a a food perspective, you know, and that... You How many know, times she, we say, yeah, it that she again? loved sugar and she loved carbs yeah. and all of those things, and that she tried many times just cutting back, yeah, you know, but keeping a little in or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she realized that you know, for me, I had to completely eliminate it, right, to detox myself That's from right. those things that I were craving, that I was craving, because we were made to crave, yes, but it's what are we turning our attention to? Are, are we continuing yeah. to pick up our phones? And becoming discontent that way because we're continuing to navigate towards that, and we're beginning. That's what we crave. Yeah. Then, for some, it may be food; it may be yeah. something else. You know that you're continuing because the more you focus on that, the more you want it. It's an addiction. It is. I mean, an addiction, everything that I was like reading, alcohol and drugs, and social all of media that stuff. is like
0: a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar in nature. You first have to notice that you got a problem. It's just like with right. an alcoholic. If an alcoholic decides I'm going to stop drinking. They're not going to go to a bar. Right. They're not going to go to places that is going to tempt them in that way. And so I think if you're having a problem, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling discontent in your life, start with social media. Yeah. I just think so many of us don't realize how much that is placing discontentment in our lives. Start with a social media fast. Jot down your experience. How, how are you feeling? Like every day, I'm going to take this. I'm going to make notes of, you know, at the end of every day, how I'm feeling and look at track your progress Mm -hmm. and see if a lot of your anxiety, depression, discontent is coming from social media, then you'll know to eliminate it. Right. So let's look at Philippians 4.13. I don't know if you've ever really thought about this verse in depth, but you know, we like to write it and display it everywhere. You know, it's specifically talking about our ability to be content. Paul says, I know how to live humbly. I've been with less things. And I know how to abound, live in prosperity. I've had lots of food in my cupboard, and I've had little to eat. But no matter the season, no matter the situation, I've learned to live and to be content no matter what my circumstances are. And, you know, men and women both deal with this. But women especially, you know, being the more emotional beings that we are, sometimes we really struggle in this area. Mm -hmm. And when we're not content, we're trying to satisfy ourselves through – overspending, getting caught up in social media, or spending too much time in front of a TV, Um, overeating, and you're wallowing in self-pity. And that's not how the Lord wants or expects us to live. He wants us to be content no matter our circumstances. And then
1: after he talks about those things that he's learned to be content in, he goes into, I can do all things through Christ, which, which strengthens, strengthens me. me. Yeah. So I can gain strength from the Lord to be, be content. content in the things and that that's I have. what he's talking about in context mm-hmm. there. It's not that I can go out on the football field and score a touchdown. That's yeah. not, you know, we use it for, for all of those things. But if we use that verse in context, he's talking about, contentment. Yes. So that's just an interesting fact to to realize when we read that verse. But now I want you to go back. You know, we've we've talked about social media and how that can bring discontentment and all of that into your life. I want you to go back to that list that you have. Remember at the beginning of this episode when I said come up with a list of things that you are most thankful for and then a list of things that you're not I'm so thankful for. Not <laughs> so thankful. You're having a hard time yeah. being thankful for those because Paul told us to be thankful in everything. But not only that, to be content no matter what or who is in our lives. And I want you to think back to ways that you can be thankful in this situation that maybe you're not so thankful for or with this person that you're having a hard time being thankful for. Maybe it's a job you hate, but it's providing a steady income flow that you could not otherwise have. That's your thing to be thankful for. So find thankfulness in that. Maybe it's a person that's getting on your nerves. But because of that relationship, maybe you've met a new friend or something like that. Find something to be thankful for. Maybe it's through a health diagnosis that you want this to pass and you're struggling finding joy but you've also seen the hand of God in your situation and you've got to meet new people or whatever it may be, there is something to be thankful for. And whatever it is that you are unthankful for, I want you to take the time to find something about that situation where you can find contentment and thanksgiving in. Well, it's just like we always talk about.
0: So many times we want to see our cup, cup as half empty instead of half full. right? And I think if we start looking back at... Oh man. I mean, cause I felt some of this, we're getting into the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're wanting to buy all the things for everybody. And we feel like through some big gift or some thoughtful gift, it's going to bring just such, we get contentment from that sometimes, you know, well, but it can
1: also cause the And we're opposite. also leading our kids yeah. to be discontent and the things that oh, they don't have definitely. that maybe their friends have. Yeah. So You know, because we think we've got to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah. We're giving them everything that they want that's on their list. And, hey, listen, my hand is raised because I feel the same way. But how can we help navigate them and to realize that you're not always going to get everything that you want. Yes. And to be okay with that and find contentment even when you don't get those things that are always on your list. And and, and us, I hope my husband's not listening because <laughs> then he's going to see my kids' hey, Christmas you, list uh, and be like, they're not getting this, 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 yeah. and this.
0: <laughs> Remember what you said. Yeah. But you know, that's for us as adults as well. Mm-hmm. We all have wish lists. Right. We all have things in our mind. I'd love to have that nicer car. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have, you know, this or that. Or do you need it? But is the yeah. thought of wanting it so bad it weighs so heavy on your mind that you'd risk anything to get it? Mm-hmm. And then, are you better off when you get it?
1: Well, Do you, you, know, do you truly
0: feel better when you get it? No. The news is going to wear off of everything.
1: I mean, maybe you do for a moment, you know. And you then you're get stuck that with first... that
0: car payment. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, and I, I was listening to a sermon the other day, and he was like, if you are not happy with little, you'll never be happy with much, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just so true if you think about that. If you are not happy With the biggest blessings in your life, if God has given you health and you have healthy kids Mm -hmm. and you have a roof over your head and you're able to put food on your table and you're able to provide clothes for your kids, Mm -hmm. I think we get so caught up in, oh, I don't have X amount of money in the bank. Oh, I mean, and it's expensive to live right now. I went to the grocery store the other day and I was starting to feel Mm -hmm. self-pity because I'm like, this is going to take a big hit.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It's going to take a big hit. But hey, thank God I'm able to do it my bills are paid, Mm -hmm. my kids are clothed, I have means of transportation. Those are the most important things in life. And I think sometimes we get caught up in all the extras. Mm -hmm. We need
1: more, we need better. We have to come back to what's truly important. Mm -hmm. So in John Dell's study book that we've been referencing throughout this series, he said, in everything, give thanks. These are simple words yet hard to accomplish in our lives sometimes. The things we experience sometimes cause us to wonder how any good could ever be derived from our heap of ashes. Job cursed the day he was born as he sat among his mound of ashes, yet God rewarded him unusually at the end of his trial. The will of God is unmistakable in this verse. God wants us to give thanks in everything. And then right after this, Paul tells us to give thanks. He says, quench not the spirit. And once again, John in his book said to quench his work in us means we are extinguishing or repressing God's desire and will for our lives. It means that we are fighting against God's work in us. And I just find it interesting that those words come right after he tells us to give thanks. If we are not obeying God by giving thanks, then we are quenching the will of God. And I think it always comes back to where we
0: stand with God and what our relationship is with him. If we are seeking to put God first in everything in our life and our family's life in everything that we do, we'll start getting closer to him or in his Mm -hmm. word more. We start being able to hear his voice when he speaks to us. I think he's going to start revealing these things in our lives that are bringing discontent or things that we thought were important Mm -hmm. that are not as important as we thought, right? We can live without him and be happy Mm -hmm. because, God's blessed us with all these other things. And we have to count our blessings. Like we Mm -hmm. could go to bed at night and lay our head on our pillow and thank him for our blessings. The most important thing is that he sent a son to this earth to pay the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we did not have to go to a devil's hell. Right. That is the most important blessing. I mean, if nothing else, we can find a
1: way to give thanks in and of that. In
0: and of that. Mm -hmm. So,
1: What's the purpose for us, Tabitha, with this episode We can spend so much time focusing on what we don't like about our lives, what we wish we could change, what we don't have, that we miss the beautiful blessings we have been given. And ultimately, we miss the will of God by quenching his spirit, by not giving God thanks. Don't miss out on what you do have by always thinking about what you don't have. And I know that's easier said than done, but that would be the purpose of this episode today. Well, and it's like, as I was saying, God is speaking to
0: Tabitha and I through a lot of our studies that we're doing. He's laying things on our heart that we believe our listeners need, but also that we need. Mm -hmm. So what's a challenge, Tabitha, for us coming into the next several weeks?
1: On Fridays, on Jonathan Picluda's Instagram page, he does a question and answer. And someone asked him the other day, it said, I'm always anxious. How do I know if it's social media? And since we talked about social media, I thought his answer was very um, important. And here's what he said. He said, if you go to the doctor and you say, I always feel bad. How do I know if it's gluten? The doctor is going to put you on an elimination diet. That's where you eliminate certain things and see how you feel. When you eliminate pizza, you're really going to miss it until you start to feel much better. And then you realize pizza isn't worth it. So why not eliminate social media? Answer, because you're addicted. And that addiction is certainly feeding your anxiety. Eliminate it. The world will still go on. You'll feel way better and you can reintroduce it with healthy boundaries later. But I'd go months without it first. If you could trade social media for an anxious free life, would you do it? And I just saw that quote Mm, and it made me think as we were teaching on thankfulness and discontentment. If you see something in your life that's bringing you discontentment or unthankfulness, eliminate it. You know, we talked specifically about social media, but it could be something else. Be that bold but if it's something that you don't have control over, ask the Lord to help you find something in the middle of your situation to be thankful for and give thanks in everything. In everything. I think we can
0: all find something to be thankful for. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Tabitha and I have been thinking about our own social media mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to figure out what God wants us to do with that because we can find ourselves in the same boat caught up in,
1: wow trying to get likes. We don't have this many followers. And
0: why did we not get many likes on this? And why don't we get comments on that and seeking approval and everything from numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, But we know that God has called us to do this podcast. Uh, We know in this day and time, the most beneficial way to advertise things is on social media. And so We put our podcast out there to be Mm -hmm. able to interact with all of you. But we are praying on healthy boundaries for our podcast. And we never want this to glorify or edify ourselves Mm -hmm. in any way. So, you know, I think we're going to start back just with basic things on our Instagram. We're going to go back to the basics. We're going to stick with God, with Jesus, because that's Mm -hmm. what's important. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. So if you see a little bit of our social media changing, just know that's why we're here to edify and glorify God. And that's what we're trying to do in all things. Mm -hmm. So we hope that each and every one of you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Spend it with your family, love on your family. You never know when it could be the last time you're all together. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember, as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.